Hello, everyone, and welcome to Totally Prize Was Always Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined, as always, by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. We got Luke with us. Ashley, Molly, my two closest friends, I'm so grateful that I've had this opportunity to see you again. And after everything is over, I hope I can see you in some form or another. But for now, I have to move on and solve all the problems forever. There's uh, there's another episode after this. We yeah, live there's... inside a podcast. <laughs> Luke, we already have the next series planned. The next two. <laughs> you yeah, you can't just leave. Sorry, I can't hear you. The lights all went dark and now I'm in a void. Alright. Oh, fuck. And my own face is superimposed no, all but, over all of this. Uh, but then we both... Uh, Molly and I join you, and then you go, like, I'm gonna go through this door now. Yeah, no, I'm really... Guys, I'm trying to and ditch you. Like, I mean it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Do not follow For me. real, though. I gotta go splice myself back into an older episode. Al Strobel is behind this door, and I have to see him. <laughs> I gotta back to the future this thing. Yeah. I gotta go... I gotta splice this, my specific. own audio. New audio back into the Fire Walk With Me episode, because I did a bad job <laughs> explaining a few things. I think, uh, I think all, none of that, is, well, not isn't going to matter, uh-huh. but maybe it's not going to go the, the way that they're hoping here. What? I can't imagine what about the I end know. of this episode would give you that inclination. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, anyway. A lot of me watching this episode was like, I feel like I would be like more like hands up and think this is dumb if I didn't know that there was another episode after this. It's so important that you know there's another episode still. <laughs> yes. Uh, I I think because um, you said they aired 17 and 18 at the same time. I thought they did but apparently that's not true. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say that makes sense but I guess knowing there's still another episode yeah. also makes sense so yeah, no, yeah. no big deal. And I would say uh, the yeah, final this bit very- of this episode makes it pretty clear like hmm. There's there's a yeah, sword happening working. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perhaps we cannot solve all the failures of the past by simply Marty McFlying into it. <laughs> I, it's shocker. I can't believe it. <laughs> Doing his fucking time turner here. Uh-huh. Luke, you have to tell me what's been going on with you this week. Uh, pretty much just been playing Pokemon. How's Pokemon? Pretty good. I, I wrapped up the... Uh, I, I got credits on it earlier today. So now I'm just collecting Pokemon. You heard that Ed Sheeran song? I did get to hear that Ed Sheeran song out of my own television. Um, I mean, I kind of just went to the bathroom when that happened. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. The credits have an Ed Sheeran song. Yeah. All right. Um, And yeah, now I got to go fight all the gyms again, but with good teams. I'm excited. Oh, right. I forgot you could do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm probably still not going to do that. I mean, that's fair, but I'm I'm yeah. glad there's... I know, I know you like to play Pokemon. I like to play Pokemon, so if they've got more Pokemon for me to play, I'm all about it. That's, you know, that's entirely fair. Yeah, I also, I think it's fun that they're like, oh, so, like, now I don't have to, like, worry about, like, crushing a child's dreams. Right, right, right. Now I can use my good shit. Yeah, 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 let's go. That is really funny. Which they've done versions of in the past. Like, I think um, Gen 5, when you beat the game, there's, like, a world tournament that all the gym leaders show up to and, like, a few characters from older games show up to. And they all have, like, badass teams now. It's like, oh, hell yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That was... Is that black and white? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm starting to understand why people like those ones. There's just a lot of shit in black and white and black and white, too. And, like... Yeah, it... It seems like it was, like, one of the ones where they're like, what if it got weird? Yeah, Black and White 2 has a movie studio you can go to where it's like... Right, yeah, I've heard about this. We're gonna hire you to be, like, the Pokemon handler slash stunt double for this movie. So you have to do this (laughs) battle, but you have to, like, meet these specific criteria. Like, it has to last this many turns exactly, you need to use this move twice, and you have to, like, pick the dialogue options according to the script. That's wild. Yeah. And I think uh, every I believe... movie you can either, like, follow the script or fuck up the script and get a weird ending to the movie. I believe one of the movies is also directed by a fake David Lynch. Is that true? I didn't remember that part. <laughs> um, and, like, people overstate, like, oh, those games have, like, good stories. Like, no, they don't. But they do have more story than Pokemon games usually do. That's <laughs> fair. Those ones in Sun and Moon also have a lot of story. Weird, weirdly zeroing in on like abusive moms and Pokemon in the past couple gens. Well, we had single moms for so long that. Yeah, yeah. I guess Gen Eight didn't really have an abusive mom that I remember, but uh, Seven and Nine both sure do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. No. Excuse you. Gen Nine can have an abusive dad too. Okay. That's true. I was gonna say also. I feel like a lot of that story stuff in. Gen 9 makes probably makes a little more sense in Violet because when he wants to I don't know how much we should spoil Pokemon. We probably shouldn't spoil Pokemon. We shouldn't spoil it Pokemon. It did just like come out recently. It came yeah. out recently and it is Pokemon, but you know. Uh anyway, uh yeah, David Pokinch. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, see Black and White it was a good game. And uh John Pokender. Oh my god. I need to go back and look at these. Uh, oh, also, uh, Sydney Pokemay instead of Sydney Su- Su- Lumiere. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've just you know i I defeated all of my rivals. I've I've conquered the the Pokemon League. Got my my Habanero, my my what Skeledurge all leveled up. Having a great time. Fue Coco. Starting the to look at some uh, YouTube videos of what competitive Pokemon's looking like right now, because I'm, I'm feeling the itch. Uh, uh-oh. So, some shit seems like it's kind of wild right now, and it's hard to know how much of it is like, well, that's just fucking busted, versus how much of it is, eh, no one knows how to deal with it yet, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. When you have the gimmicks that like work really well until somebody figures out that like, well, if I just do this thing, the gimmick right. does not like, matter. I imagine there's probably similar stuff with magic, right? Where like a card comes out and everyone panics and it turns out, ah, it's fine actually. 
Uh, it used to be like that, but now it's more like, oh, they really did break it, huh? Okay, well. Sure. And, like, if, I, I'm guessing it's going to be a little column A, a little column B, because that's usually how it goes with Pokemon. Yeah. But, you know, when people are clutching I their assume... pearls at every single new guy's strategy, I'm like, all right, guys, let's take a breath here. Yeah. Uh, that's, ge- generally speaking, that is how competitive game, like... Uh, communities is the word I'm looking for. Communities work uh, yeah. is that they all freak out over everything, and then it's usually fine. Yeah. Well, it's also weird uh, because yeah, like great. the sanctioned Pokemon tournaments are run by Nintendo, and they tend to have laxer rules than like the competitive community uses for their own tournaments. So it's like, ah, fuck. Well, we can ban this, but uh, the actual like tournament that matters won't. Great, cool. Oh right, I was gonna ask because people talk about what is it, Smogon? Yeah. That is the is the people who ban the stuff. Uh, that's kind of like the site where people hang out for that, yeah. Okay. I don't understand how a competitive Pokemon works, so I'm kind of trying to learn a little bit. Not because I want to, but because, like, you because know... Because your friends will show the fuck up about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because most of competitive Pokemon is played through Pokemon Showdown, which is, like, uh, web-based. Like, it's not exactly an emulator, but they basically built the battle system in as a separate applet thing that you can just sort of, you know, build a guy in there by just clicking some buttons and then hitting go and matchmaking with people. Um, but then like that's divided up into different tiers based on, yeah, I think Smogon is still where like people congregate to make those decisions. Yeah. Cause I, I was thinking like, there's no way that uh, Pokemon, like the company is banning Pokemon, right? No, uh, I don't remember exactly how they go. I think usually what they do is, um, I I haven't looked at the official, like, video game championship rules in years, but the last time I did, the way it worked was, here's a list of guys that are really strong. You can only have, like, your team can only have one out of this list. It can have Uh, any of them, but only one. The forbidden list. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you can have a Mewtwo, but if you have a Mewtwo, you can't have a Rayquaza, you know? Sure. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. Pokemon. Pokemon! Gotta catch yeah. them all. You don't have to. <laughs> no, you really you, don't. You Although, can turn honestly, it off after your three quarters. It's easier to do in this game than it's been in, like, 15, 20 years. Oh, absolutely. Like, when I was playing, I was like, oh, this is, like, within grasp. Like, there's, if I really wanted to, I could just do it. There's only 400 guys in this game. That's less than we're in Diamond and Pearl. And also, um, there you can just see them. Out in the world. Yeah, uh-huh. You just, you can look for the one you want, and you don't have to go through the grass for God knows how long getting the, waiting for them. Right, exactly. Yeah, cool. Good shit all around. Yeah, I like it. I'm, uh, I'm I want the fucking Gimme Ghoul evolution. That's gonna be the real pain in the ass one to get, though, because you need 999 of those coins, and I think I've got all the big caches of them, and I'm only at, like, 960, so... Yep. Guess there's... Guess you gotta go find those ones. Yep, there's just 30 tiny little guys just strewn out over this huge open world. Cool. 39. Okay. (laughs) Hi, Luke. Hi, (laughs) Ashley. I'm also, right now, I just have it sitting next to me. I'm not playing it, but I am just... Standing on top of a Pokemon Center while one of the like walk around evolutions just does circles underneath of me, so it'll I fucking swear to evolve. God, dude, those motherfuckers. I've done two of them, and this lat like Palmo seems like the one that gives people the most trouble, and it's certainly given me trouble. 
it it took me like an hour of standing on a Pokemon Center. Yeah, I'm hoping that by the time this podcot is over, I'll have a Pomot. The thing like the other two make sense. Right. It's a dung beetle. They roll around. It's a, you know, uh, tumbleweed. Tumble yeah, it moves it, around. Like, yeah. This one, it's just a little guy. <laughs> it's just a little creature. Yeah, like, why, why is it that this one has to, like, do a bunch of cardio? Uh-huh. That is a fighting type. Well, it's because it's on all fours as a baby, and then it stands up, so it's got to learn to use them legs. Is Oh, that's stupid. I, that's me guessing. I don't know. That's That's all Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I, I I figured that they came up with like two like someone wrote you know like walk evolve on a whiteboard and left three spaces. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> they came up with two really good ones. Or like two ones that made sense and the last one they were like eh, let's just throw one. Yeah, just just throw the fake Rattata in there. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's kind of both the fake Rattata and the fake Pikachu. Yeah, except for, uh, it's definitely the fake Pikachu. The fake Rattata, yeah. I guess, is the stupid-ass little squirrel. Well, no, that that's the fake Rattata from last game that they just brought over. The fake Rattata this time is technically Wait, the Lechonk. squirrel isn't new? No, the squirrel's from Sword and Shield. Yeah, yeah. The, the squirrel was in Sword and Shield? Yeah. I don't remember that I at all. Squove it? Yeah. No, the, the Rattata this time is Lechonk. Oh, yeah, little guy. Yeah. It's too bad that he sucks, and that I had no interest in using him. Well, yeah, he's the Rattata. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a really good design to start, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Ashley, what have you done? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, I got COVID. I did give you COVID. Yeah, you both did kind of, you kind of just COVIDed up the whole apartment over there, huh? It was hard, okay, listen, it's not a big apartment. Well, sure. Um, and I did stay in my room uh, and then Ashley would come in and show me stuff. I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm saying that perhaps the isolation guideline, it was, it was already hard to follow. Yeah. But we didn't, uh, I didn't tell her to stay away. So I did not banish you from my, from my home. I also, uh, you also drove me to the test. So, I mean, like we were, listen, right. it was. There's and no way. Also, I thought that you had gotten a negative test back. Yeah, I don't know why. I just had assumed. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. They didn't give me my result until fucking Thanksgiving. I had it done two and a half days before. Yeah, that's that was me in 2020. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, by Wednesday, by w- when we recorded last t- time, I was already fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's what you get for driving me. Which thank you again. No problem. Unfortunately, uh, I did have to give you COVID for that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that it was, was a weird payment. I, was, I tried to stay mask on at home too. Yeah, it just it's just uh, it's hard. I have yeah. like the a little baby scratchy throat and a little bit of congestion. I'm like, it's it's November December. It's that time of year. This isn't COVID. Relax. But part of me is like, oh, what if though? Yeah, well, also, that doesn't help in that we are starting to get, like, the first, like, real cold weather here and, like, right. the starting of the, like, up oh, is this yeah. snow? Is this... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, like we were like it. It was easy for us to go like, oh, which we're fine, it's right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I spent most of Thanksgiving just in bed, just coughing and yeah. sneezing. Yeah. Uh, and then I got tested the next day and uh got it back the next day, where it was like. Oh, you should, you know, log on to check out, you know, if you have COVID, but then also got a message like, would you like to tell people that you have COVID? <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I wonder if, wonder what my test results were. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mostly just stayed in bed. I uh, watched a lot of YouTube. I read uh, my new book, uh, which is really good. Uh, Astrid Parker doesn't fail. Rich bitch fucking and carp and uh, Carpenter Butch. That's some good Ashley content. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and then uh, I play. I've been playing a lot of Dead Cells because they uh, had their big update, and I hadn't checked out some of their uh, previous updates and some of the other places they've gone. And that's been a lot of fun, and then also I watched Black Dynamite again for the first time in, like, a decade. How was that? Uh, that movie was really funny. Yeah? Yeah. That's all you can say. Uh, yeah, it's... If you don't know what it is, it's, like, a parody of, like, exploitation movies. Right. Uh, and there are just so many quotable lines from that movie. Uh, Black Dynamite, I Sell Drugs, Community. <laughs> right. Uh, mm-hmm. Shut up, Chad. A bunch of people had that name. <laughs> uh, I threw that shit before I came in the door. <laughs> it's just a good movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The all like one of like the only things is like they may have like thought too much hard about like okay, but like what would be like the way that like we could fuck up the scene to make it like seem like an old movie. <laughs> Oh, sure. Uh, where it's, like, like a lot of, like, not exactly fourth wall breaking, mm-hmm. but, like, all right, like, how should we acknowledge that it's a movie in this? <laughs> right, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. The best of those is the guy who just re- who reads all of his uh, stage direction like it's... Uh, character dialogue. Oh, <laughs> that is a good joke. Sarcastically, I'm in charge. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. real quick. Uh, speaking of movies, I also saw a movie. We went to the the cinema and took in a little film called Glass Onion. How is that? I, I've, shut I've up. Been... Die. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you got COVID. You can't go to the movies. Yeah. I could not go to the movies. Also, uh, they were only showing it downtown, and there's no way in hell. Right. Yeah, it'd be a bad idea. Uh, it's good. I If you like Benoit Blanc, you'll like Glass Onion. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Huh? If you want to see uh, Edward Norton being uh, an Elon Musk parody, I got a movie for you. Uh, is... Th- when the question is, do I want another one of those? The answer is like, yeah, I do. Yeah, Thanks. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I liked the first one better just because it was a little more of like a singular thing. But if yeah. they're going to try to serialize these and do like a bunch of them, this feels like the right like first step towards that. 
Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that came out, and also, like, the stop-motion Pinocchio by Guillermo del Toro came out, and oh, I was right. like, both of them were like, they are only going to be in theaters for a week. Also, Ashley has COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> they did do that to us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I didn't really do a lot, because I was mostly at home. Yeah, no, I, I hope you feel uh, better and- soon. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling better, but I I still have to kind of cancel a bunch of plans just because I'm like, mm-hmm. right, yeah. I'm probably still not good enough to, <laughs> yeah, be in a room with four other people for D and D or to yeah. do a dentist appointment. I think we were talking about it with um, Three Thousand Years of Longing, but this is another movie that like, oh, this was made like in COVID times, so they're like acknowledging that because you know, First Knives Out, all about shitty, awful rich people. So yeah. one of the early ways you learn how these new rich people are shitty and awful are the unique ways in which they all fail to wear a mask. Right, of course. Like, mm-hmm. this one just doesn't wear one. This one has, like, a fashion one that's, like, a mesh that doesn't do anything. This one's got the right kind but doesn't uh, cover their nose with it. Benoit Blanc, he's masked up proper. Of course, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Responsible man. And also he's going stir-crazy yes. isolating his apartment without a case to solve. That's how it, like, opens. Oh, great. He's playing Among Us on his laptop with his buddies, and he's really bad at it, and he's mad about it. It's <laughs> like, this game's too simple for me. I need a real case. Yeah, like, well, like, one of the big trailer moments is, like, him talking about, uh, like, I bet you're good at Clue. I'm not good at stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Mom, I, I, have, I have hints of what you've done, but please tell. Uh, okay, well, I, first of all, I had COVID, but <laughs> it's well established at this point. Yeah, uh, so we recorded this the day before Thanksgiving, and I woke up, and I had my COVID results, and I was like, well, that's not going to stop me from cooking fucking turkey, goddammit, so yeah. I did that. <laughs> so I made, so I made Thanksgiving. It was really Thanksgiving, like, early lunch, because I woke up at, like, 8.30, and I was like, well, may as well get started. Uh, and then, uh, I... Did a lot of Pokemon, because uh, I'm not allowed to go to work until next week anyway. Right. Uh, so I played a bunch of a bunch of Pokemon. I beat that. I beat it for real, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I did get the credits and all that. Mm. I was. It turns out I was moments away from the credits, but that's fine. Um, I don't know if you defeated all the gym leaders a second time. Suck my dick from the back. Uh, that's and- post-game. That's post-game. <laughs> Uh, so I was like, well, you know what I haven't done since I bought it, like, three, uh, how long, I, since when I was on vacation, I bought Harvest Stella, and I had stopped playing it, uh-huh. uh, so I've been playing a lot of Harvest Stella. Yeah. You have. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I've played 61 hours now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I don't think it was in double digits before this week, because I've been at home doing nothing. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, do you like farming games? You know, kinda. Not especially. (laughs) Do you like it when there's a really mid-RPG stapled onto your farming game? Not particularly. Uh, it's fun. I like it. Uh, it's, you press the button to attack, and you have skills on cooldown. That's pretty much it. Um, it's, it's not that, uh, it's not that deep, but I'm having a good time. Uh, and it keeps doing JRPG shit to me, so, um, you know, just, I, 
I don't think anyone in history cares about the story of Harvestella, so I'm just going to say that, like, <laughs> in one character subplot, we built a submarine and went to the bottom of the ocean and found an American flag. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is not supposed to, it was, or at before this point, this was not supposed to be Earth. Right, right, it isn't really like finding the Statue of Liberty on the Planet of the Apes thing. Exactly, yes. So that was, that was funny. Um... And then it, it it escalates from there, obviously. But it's very funny, because that's just part of somebody's, like, specific character side quest. It's not even necessarily the main story. Uh, so, I mean, later you learn, yeah, it's Earth. But, uh, you know, it was very funny for it to just be a side thing and be like, well, I guess I'm going to sit with that. I guess that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, I'm growing crops. And yeah. Making money, you know? It's... I don't ask for a lot. Sure. I love farming games, so this is this is doing this is scratching that itch. Yeah. And also, oh, sometimes good. you get to shoot a shotgun. Hey, what more could you want? <laughs> what more can yeah. I ask for? Not very much. An, an aspect of the farm life that uh, most farming games <laughs> fail to <laughs> capture. Most farming games forget. Yeah, is that you do need to kill like prairie dogs or whatever. Yeah, or Wild just hogs. you know set up some fucking you know gasoline tanks to shoot at to watch them blow up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that th- they don't have any gasoline tanks in this, but I I wish they did. Now, yeah, I would. That's what I would do. I would go to Big Ed's gas farm. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I had just unlocked one of the two secret classes that you can get. So that's 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 fun. It's samurai. Mm-hmm. Surprise! It's samurai. That's not. You get a cool sword. That's a, that's a thing you could find. Okay, so not a like not a, a shitty sword. <laughs> well, it is shitty when you find it. <laughs> it gets better though. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, that's that's pretty much. I've been I've been playing so much Harvestella, dude. Just just a whole lot of that. It's fun. I like it. If if you like farming games, it has as much farming as these games usually do. It could give me better tools though. Yeah. But it's not a deal breaker. Just a quick check in. My pomo has been running around for forty minutes. I just gave it some candy. Nothing. Yep. <laughs> See, here's the problem: when you stand on top of the Pokemon Center, sometimes it just stops. Yeah, sometimes it like kind of zeroes in on you enough that it doesn't keep walking. Yeah, and then you could you got to twitch a little bit, and then it's like, oh fuck. Uh huh. Where did you go? Oh, oh geez, my Z, my Z coordinates all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dumb, dumb game. Uh huh. Pokemon, I mean. Yeah. Mine's good. Ah! <laughs> uh, oh, and Pris got uh, Violet Pokemon, so I've just been trading stuff back and forth with her, so that's fun. Hell yeah. Uh, that's it. You want to talk about Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks. We don't get to do this very many more times. We get to do this exactly one more time. Ah, shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we watched Twin Peaks The Return. Episode 17, a.k.a. Twin Peaks Season 3, Episode 17, a.k.a. Twin Peaks, a limited series event, Episode 17, limited event series, that's, fucked it up, Uh, a.k.a. (laughs) The past dictates the future. So true, King. Yeah, huh? He said that, and I was like, he's so right. Yeah. (laughs) Please, speak on that more. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we open with the FBI in the aftermath of them shooting the Diane Tulpa. 
Uh, Cole is kind of staring at his gun, sort of dejected, because he just didn't have it in him to pull the trigger and shoot her. Uh, Albert tells him that he's gone soft in his old age, and he responds, not where it counts, buddy. (laughs) I'm still slinging dick, Albert, okay? (laughs) Listen... You As saw that proven French woman. by the rest of this season, I am, I am still horny. <laughs> I can still find a random French woman in any small town in America. Uh, he decides that the time has come for him to reveal a secret he's been keeping for 25 years now. Because This uh, is so funny. <laughs> Briefly before uh, Major Briggs disappeared... He revealed to Cole and Cooper the existence of an extreme, of an entity of extreme negative force, known in ancient times as Jow Day, and now known as Judy. <laughs> it actually, we were still calling it Jow Day, but Phil couldn't get it down, so we just, <laughs> we just let him call it Judy. Uh-huh. He had a weird, he had that weird accent. <laughs> <laughs> Could not say it, so yeah, we just kind of let it go. And, uh, basically, Cooper had a plan to try to catch Judy, and he told Cole if he ever goes missing, he's gotta do everything he can to find him again, because he's trying to kill two birds with one stone. Uh, which, two birds with one stone is another one of the cryptic things the giant said at the beginning of episode one. Okay, sure. He, he, like, gave the number, like, what was it, 430, Richard and Linda, two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. So we're coming full circle on on all that. Who was Linda? Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Okay. We, well, the only Linda that's been referenced was uh, that guy. Uh, yeah. That rode the... with Carl to town and mentioned his wife Linda finally got an electric wheelchair from the government. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fat Dave girl said Linda. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, secretly, Cooper has been working all along to capture Judy. I I distinctly remember when we were watching Firewalk With Me, yeah. you kept on, like, hitting the Judy line. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, I really love Firewalk With Me. That's probably, like, my least favorite scene of, this, of that movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hope that isn't important later. It turns out it is the most important later. <laughs> to be fair, in and of itself, the Judy bit doesn't matter to Firewalk With Me. <laughs> I also think it's very funny to say that we are not talking about Judy. Well, yes. <laughs> it's yeah, very I think funny that's to a walk funny into bit a room. to do. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. it's very funny to walk into a room and say we're not talking about something. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been anything. He could have said anything. I, it's still great. Yeah. Um, one thing worth pointing out here, it's the timeline Cole is setting out here actually is not super clear because I, there's two possibilities. Either... This happened off-screen somewhere midway through Season 2 of Twin Peaks. Or it happened after Season 2 of Twin Peaks, and this was Evil Coop talking about this plan. And then he kills Briggs after he gets the Judy info out of him. I guess that's possible. I don't know. It's it. We don't have enough detail to really say one way or the other. I originally took it that it was good Coop, but I don't know. Yeah, I figured it was good Coop because he's the one who has, who seemingly has this whole plan. Yeah, but also bad uh, Coop is very know. obsessed with Judy. Yeah, he sure is. Like that's what he, his he, whole pl- like drive yeah. is in this season. We eventually find out. 
This is what I want. This is what I want. He wants to know what Judy wants. Yeah. And who she is. What do you mean I've already met her? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? God damn it, Philip. This Phil guy. Unreliable at best. <laughs> David Bowie, can you please? <laughs> Just tell us. Just give us anything. Um, and is this, uh, you, oh, right, so he apologizes to Albert for keeping this from him for all these years, and I just like the little exchange where Albert goes, I understand. I know you understand, and yet I'm still sorry. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's me apologizing for anything, and people go like, no, uh, you don't have to apologize. Like, I know, but still I am. Yeah. Yeah. And then the head of the Las Vegas FBI calls up to say, sir, we found Dougie Jones, but we don't know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you didn't find him then, buddy. <laughs> this motherfucker's as useless as Wilson. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Wilson kind of sucks, but I don't know if this guy's got much room to talk. No. Um, <laughs> just, it's like the confident way in which he says, Sir, we found him. We found Douglas Jones. We just don't know where he is right now. Because <laughs> well, we know what hospital. Douglas. He's like, well, we're, we're at his hospital bed, but it's empty. Uh, but my team is, is, you know, sending you all the info we've got as we speak. We, we've got everything. And as he's saying this, uh, Mr. Mullins comes in with the note Cooper wrote for him for Gordon Cole. And immediately is like, all right, time to fight these fools. <laughs> yeah, he's ready to punch these guys. Like, I need to talk to Gordon Cole. And Cole's like, okay, if he wants to talk to me, let him. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, please, somebody give me something here. Uh-huh. And uh, he says that Dougie left him a message for Gordon Cole. I am headed to Sheriff Truman's. It is 2.53 in Las Vegas. Uh, and that adds up to 10, the number of completion. So true. So true. Uh-huh. 2 plus uh, 5 plus 3. That's 10, baby. Yeah. I feel like I don't see nearly enough numerology freaks trying to do that kind of shit with all the other numbers in this show. They should probably get to it. I mean, if you're gonna... Next time, I will run over some, like, popular fucking fan theories about what this season means, and they all suck. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> They're all just dog shit. Makes sense. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I like Gordon Colby. Like, Thank you very much for this information. And who are you, sir? I'm Bushnell Mullins. I'm Dougie's boss. Thank you again. That, that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's two of them. We're both his boss. <laughs> and Mullins is clearly like, what? But yeah, I'll move on. Also, the FBI director's trying to take his phone back, and like Mullins won't let him, even though he's hung up the call. He's like, no! Yeah, and like, that's when he's like, at most, like, I'm gonna punch these fools. <laughs> I haven't gotten it's to like, punch anybody this whole season. It's like, you, you it's gave his me this. phone. You took his phone. <laughs> You willingly handed it to me. That means I'm the chief of the FBI now. I love Bushnell Mullen so much. Great A guy. He's great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Godspeed, buddy. Uh, Cole and, says... Yeah, out of the characters that they introduced in this season, I, Bushnell's up there. He's he's really up there. He's... <laughs> he's just I'm great in every he has scene. nothing else left here, so... Yeah. Yeah, I believe this is a series wrap on uh, Bushnell Mullen's... Goodbye, sir. Goodbye. I'm saluting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cole hangs up and says, Cooper is Dougie? How the hell is this? <laughs> it's like, buddy, we got here already. Like, 
ages ago. And meanwhile, uh, Tammy is reading off what the uh, Las Vegas FBI sent them, which is just a plot synopsis of Twin Peaks Season 3. Very good. Well, okay, he's been seen around Las Vegas with uh, organized crime. He's had multiple hitmen attempt to kill him, but he's beaten them all up. And then he electrocuted himself with a fork in a wall socket. That's pretty weird, even for Coop. A blue rose case <laughs> if ever there was one. I don't know. This isn't as weird as the other ones, guys. Yeah, no one's... You just uh, had a different woman disappear. I don't think it's quite there yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you just had a woman uh, scream, I'm not me, and then try to shoot you, <laughs> and then disappear. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, even though it's like the middle of the day in Buckhorn, it's middle of the night in Twin Peaks, and the drunk has finally fallen asleep in the jail, so uh, Chad thinks this is his time to escape. And how is he going to do that? Well, of course uh, he's got a secret compartment in his shoe. How else? Yeah, he went to the same uh, milliner that uh, yeah, same Leo guy Leo went, went to. Yeah, yeah huh? <laughs> I was really trying to see if you could tell if his he had Circle brand boots, but I don't think you can tell. Oh, shame. <laughs> uh, I I did I did get very excited when he had the shoe compartment. Yeah, he's got a little hinge on his heel so he can flip it up and pull it's a great. key out. Yeah, I love it. But he's right, not gonna yeah, do right that now, quite really yet. That but because when he tries for it, the drunk wakes back up and starts mimicking again, making a ruckus. Yeah. Uh, I, but, I like yeah. Like there's there's the one drunk guy, but there are more people in here who could look at him. Yeah, yeah. He's just only concerned about the drunk guy. And the drunk guy just makes a lot of noise, I guess, so it draws attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. C still on that dark road loading screen he likes to hang out on. Well, first, Jerry has been found in, uh, another town naked, and the cops are calling Ben Horn about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's found in, like, Montana. I looked it up the other day. He had to walk for, like, a week straight with no breaks to get that far. <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> he said that his, uh, binoculars killed a man. <laughs> All right, is he charged with anything? No. No. All right, that's my brother. I'll come get him. Well, sir, you might also want to bring some clothes for him. He's completely naked. Uh, (sighs) All right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, hang on. Let me write down your info. Where'd you say you were? (laughs) I'll send a guy. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, now now Mr. C is up to his business. He yeah, Mr. C tree. has gotten to Twin Peaks, and uh, is this, he finds the thing in the woods here, right? Yeah. Yes. He finds the same, like, pool of golden goop that everybody went to where they found Nido the other day. And he's like, ah, jackpot, baby! And I'm he in. gets slooped on up into the lodge. Or wherever this is, Or wherever I guess. this is, yeah, I guess I can't, you know... Can't assume, but I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're watching Laurel Palmer's house here? Yeah, so he... it's You can maybe kind of infer what he intended to happen. This was like a warp zone or something that was supposed yeah. to take him to where Judy is. And I guess the implication is Judy is at Laura Palmer's house, which given all the freak shit going on with Sarah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can't believe it. Are you, are you telling me the other ghost that's been hanging out here might be Judy? Yeah, huh Except, the, the, the thing that when she took off her own face and then it killed a man, that might be Judy. Just Could maybe. Be Judy. Who knows? <laughs> but that unfortunately, when the, Luke said that, like, well, you know, it's like the the other half of Bob and the other half of right, uh huh. You know, 
the 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 Palmer family that was doing the abuse was right. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Sarah uh-huh. yeah it's almost like I was seeding this all along <laughs> it was almost like yeah you told us I didn't tell you I gave I gave an interpretation you could derive from Firewalk with me by itself anyway please continue anyway, uh, unfortunately for Mr C the giant's been expecting him and has invented a weird goofy cage to stop him from getting to where he wants to go <laughs> with the help of yep. Major Briggs's giant floating head. Giant are... floating JPEG, please. This man does not move one bit. <laughs> no. A, a, they just got still. Yeah, the, the PNG <laughs> itself kind of bobs up and PNG. down, but yeah, he doesn't blink or anything. He's, we are we are so close to just being uh to seeing Mr. Electric from <laughs> uh Shark Boy Lava Girl. Yeah. Uh and Mr. C's like his face is all stretched out to like fill up this cage on the other side of the room. I love this part. This is so funny. And the giant just does a minority report hand swipe to move the projection <laughs> over from L- Laura Palmer's house to a random field that then Mr. C gets slooped into the weird record player machinery to get injected into the screen like the Laura Palmer orb did. That part kind of, this part kind of whips ass. Yeah, it's kind of great. I think, personally. <laughs> I, again, do not like this, uh, basically most of this show now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that, Ashley. Season three has very much been not what I like out of Twin Peaks. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, he gets uh, injected into the screen, and then we cut like it becomes you know color fills up our screen, and he's like, "Where the fuck am I?" And he turns around, and wouldn't you know, it's the Twin Peaks Sheriff Station. That's close enough. Yeah. Andy's out in the parking lot. He's like, "Agent Cooper, oh my gosh, can't believe it." Meanwhile, Nido is freaking the fuck out in the jail. Yeah. She she knows he's nearby. Yeah. But uh, Annie doesn't realize this is a bad Cooper. He's just like, oh, it's my old buddy, Agent Cooper. Everyone's going to well, be yeah, so excited to see Yeah, they are identical in every way. Yeah. Yeah, I thought for a second that Annie would recognize him just because of, uh, you know, his White Lodge recent trip. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was not enough for him to uh, to zero in on this. Here's the here's the thing: huh. the fireman does not spend useful info. Well, he does not want. He gives. He kind of just gives vague hints about here's what you should do. Maybe he puts except Freddy. for uh, yeah, except for Freddie, who he gave pinpoint accuracy. Well, he did just say go here. It's your destiny. Right. He did he also did not provide cl- much more than that. Like besides the vision the he gave Andy clearly leads to what Lucy does in this episode. Yeah. He gives you enough information and not one drop more. Hope you get it right. Yeah. Good luck, fuckers. Uh-huh. Because if you don't, I'm just going to appear to you as an old man and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so but yeah, cool. like Lucy and Andy, very excited to see their buddy, uh, Agent Cooper. Lucy asks him if he wants a cup of coffee and he's like, no, thanks, Lucy. And that that's the first sign that's when that you know. something fucked yeah. up's happening here. Dill Cooper... Has never once in his life turned down a cup of coffee. Absolutely not. It does not matter what time of day it is. Yeah. He will drink that coffee. Uh, Truman walks out and we get to do the whole thing once again of Sheriff Truman. I'm Frank Truman. Harry's brother. Harry's, <laughs> Harry's not <brother>. well. <laughs> hey, Harry's right off screen this entire time. Don't worry. <laughs> and uh, Frank brings uh, Mr. C back to his office. 
Um, and is this where Andy starts getting, like, hold on, something's not right here. Yeah, it is. He remembers the vision of him, like, positioning Lucy into a specific spot. And it clearly just kind of, like, you know, he gets lost in that. As downstairs, Chad unlocks his jail cell finally and sneaks into the armory to get a gun. Yeah. It's all coming to a head. It's all it's all happening. Yeah. But first uh, he gets a chair for Mr. C, and uh, then Andy's gonna run downstairs, but I think we just stick with Mr. C for now. Did I say last time that he was gonna punch the bars off this jail cell, or did I only say that to Priscilla? Because I, I feel like I said it somewhere, and I don't remember where, and it, duh. I but, don't remember, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... I just edit it. I don't think that you said it on the podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. I think I said it to Priscilla. There's no way he's not punching this fucking cell door open. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, Andy tells Mr. C he's gonna go find Hawk, but really, you know, he's yeah, he's going off to the basement for reasons. But <laughs> I like this bit with Truman just being like, Cooper, huh? <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. So you, uh... Yeah, we've been uh, looking at your case, uh... You have anything to say about it? He's like, no, not really. No, I'm not cool really have much to say here. here. I'm just chilling. Yeah. Uh, Andy runs like by Lucy and just starts saying very important, very important to her. Um, uh, which I guess is the the like hint, like, hey, when you get that phone call, you need to tell Truman it's a very important call. Yeah. Um, the drunk is freaking out now too. He's like ripping his bandage off his gross face wound. It's it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's not did good not, to see. Did not appreciate this. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> not pleasant. Uh, but yeah, Andy runs down here, but Chad's got a gun now, and he just like, Oh, Andy, you suck so fucking bad. It's going to be so good to shoot you in the face with this gun that I have. But lucky for Andy. Uh, then he gets shot. Yeah. Well, oh, no. <laughs> uh. Good old Freddy is here, and he punches open his uh, cell door to smack Chad in the face and knock him out. It's so good. Yeah. This is exactly what I wanted. Thank you. Uh-huh. I'm, I, yeah, I'm glad that character introduced three episodes <laughs> before the finale is very important to the finale. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, it is funny enough a concept that I am forgiving everything about it being bad storytelling. <laughs> I yeah I I find this season extremely dumb and funny yeah but not in the way that both of you do sure that's fair I like we said at the top I I think knowing this is not the final episode of the show makes a lot of this like because th- this wraps up everything doesn't it wait what what's even left to do an episode about what's going on yeah. I also am maybe just more, like, pushing, like, I didn't enjoy this season because we have kind of reached the end of... Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, there is another hour to go. Right, but... Yeah. Like, I was, like, talking to Molly, and I'm, like, we were talking about, like, where do we think this is going to land and, like, where... Yeah. And, like, I was, like, I don't know if this show could do anything at this point to make the whole season land for me as well as it has for the two of you. Yeah, I think even if you like how it ends, that's not going to make it that's uh, not every part fix you don't the rest like about of it, it that you hated. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I I feel like bad for it just because I don't like to not like things. Sure. And also I think it can make less interesting podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh to just be like, well, I didn't like it. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, I I, I'm looking forward to having a discussion about it when we have everything out on the table and can, like, dig yeah, into, yeah. you know, 
talk through why we like or don't like certain parts without being like, without me having to be like, well, let's see how it goes, I guess. I will be messaging Luke in about three and a half hours about this. So Fuck yes, <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. Me and Pris are just gonna watch it when we're done recording this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Lucy gets a phone call, and wouldn't you know it, it's Agent Dale Cooper, and he's like, "Lucy, it's me. I'm I'm on the you know city limits right now. I'm driving past the iconic Twin Peaks sign. Get the coffee brewing. I'm gonna be there any minute." And uh, and she's like, "Wait a minute. Yeah, wait a fucking I thought- minute." It's both good that they don't, and I thought that they would have liked to like complete the like, oh, everything's look it up, you know, coop. Yeah. Uh, if they had that static shot of the sign, and then you oh, just sure. like as you hear Cooper talking, you like see the car go by it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, you you do see the same sign, but yeah, it's a different shot of it. Um. But God, that would uh, be really funny, though. So, sorry, I'm, I'm fast-forwarding around trying to... This is jumping around a lot, so it's hard to summarize. Yeah, it does jump around yeah. a lot. So, the next thing that happens is when um, when she gets the call, uh, she we don't know it's it's Cooper at that point. So, it jumps back up to the room where Truman is, and it's obviously Cooper. Right. Uh, then Truman takes the call, and then right, when... Right, right. Yeah, and then when Mr. C tries to shoot him, Lucy has shot him in the back. Right, as soon as he realizes the good Cooper is on the phone, uh, Mr. C pulls his gun. Lucy's there in the doorway, though, like the vision. Uh, it, like, they try to make it look like uh, Truman got shot for a second, but really his hat just, like, flies up for a second. Truman reaches for his gun, but he's too slow and his hat pops up like a fucking cartoon character. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, who gets to fucking get the lethal shot on Mr. C? Lucy. That's right. You you know that the actress was so happy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That she finally got to do something of plot importance. (laughs) After Twin 25 years. Lucy had a gun. <laughs> God bless you, Kevin Robertson. <laughs> Thank you. She does just ice that guy. She, she just, just she wrecks One him. shot, one kill. It's over. It's yeah. so funny because like, this chunk of the episode is so like tense and playing with like, oh God, none of them know he's going to kill all of our favorite friends. But no, Lucy's just going to fucking ice him. Easy, it's what I would have done in the first place. Yeah. Cooper wouldn't wear a leather jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then she says, Sheriff Truman, I understand cell phones now. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Which does have me very worried that the next time someone walks in on a cell phone, she's going to kill them because she thinks they're an evil (laughs) doppelganger. Could be. You never know. (laughs) I don't think she actually understands cell phones. I think she does now, uh, but, you know, yeah, it's funnier if she doesn't. Uh-huh. Well, just because the whole thing is, like, she knows it's Mr. C, because how can he be there and talking to him on the phone at the same time? Which yes. was the same mix-up she had at the beginning when it was just, oh, he just walked in while he was on the phone, Lucy. Yes. So it just seems like, no, she just took action on her misunderstanding this time instead of actually understanding anything. Uh, you know, or she understood that the second Cooper, because right. that one said no to coffee, so. I mean, that's, yeah, again, gave the game away immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Fucked it up. Uh-huh. 
And Andy brings Freddy, Nido, and James too, why not? <laughs> up into Sheriff Truman's office. And uh, Cooper, like, runs in. Hawk comes in. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Why'd you shoot? Oh, that's bad, Cooper. Okay. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, he looks like don't bad, Don't touch Cooper. the body. Cooper said not to. Yeah, Agent yeah, Cooper said. on the is. phone said, do not touch the body. Yeah. But that's Cooper. No, <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, the lights dim, and it gets freaky like it did in the woods. The woodsmen, not as, like, in their element in this, like, office as they were out in a shitty neck of the woods. No. It looks really silly when they just appear on, like, the office carpeting to start mushing his guts around to get the bob orb out. It, yeah, it's pretty goofy. Yeah. This whole episode, a little goofy. <laughs> it's a little goofy. A little go- Get a little goofy with it. It's fine. Bob orb's gotta come out, and we gotta punch it. Yeah, uh, you know, the Cooper with the Mitchum brothers just, like, drive as fast as they can into the parking lot, and Cooper runs in, and, uh, you know, gets the ring, or does he get the ring on the body afterwards? Right, yeah. Yes, it's after, because he has to, because Freddy has to fight the Bob Orb Right, the Bob Orb emerges from the corpse, and (laughs) Cooper looks over and says, are you Freddy? And Freddy's just like, oh yeah, I'm Freddy, and this here is my (laughs) destiny! (laughs) So stupid. And then he just starts fighting the Bob Orb. Yup. It's so fucking dumb. It's so stupid. It rocks. I love it. Uh huh. I've seen people joke that episode 17 is Mark Frost's Twin Peaks finale and episode 18 is David Lynch's, and I don't think that's right. But I don't this, think that's right. I think this episode has big season two energy, which is maybe why oh, Ashley's, yeah. you know, not so up on it. This is so stupid. I'm feasting. Right. Yeah. I'll say yeah. I like season two better than three. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Sure. Two kind of fully just embraces the goofiness. Yeah. Whereas three has a... It jumps around in tone a lot in a way that, yeah. The the, the two, like, sides of Twin Peaks that I love yeah. are Laura saying that... You know, in Firewalk with me, that the the old me disappeared. It's just me now, right? And uh, Dick getting his bit uh, face bitten off by a weasel. Those are <laughs> right. the two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, those are two good flavors. I can't argue yes. with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this fight scene with the orb goes on for a while. <laughs> Yeah, it's really long. It it should not be this long, I don't think. But, you know. Multiple shots superimposed over each other as the Bob Orb is just kind of, like, jumping all over him like an angry dog. And they're playing, like, archived sound clips of Frank Silva just like, catch you with my death bag. Yeah, and it, like, they're giving, like, it's this, it's, there is just the one uh, kind of bit they have, which is the ball comes at him. He gets knocked down for a bit, and then he punches it. <laughs> right, then he starts punching it. He yes. punches it through the floor, and there's a big plume of fire because he punched it all the way to hell. That part is really funny. That part's great. It should have just ended there, I think. It should have just ended there. I don't know why he came back out. Yeah, but he yeah. shoots back out, and they fight for a little longer, and then Freddy punches second, him so the, hard he The explodes. second form of the boss. Right, yeah, he got to the boss's <laughs> yeah. second stage. It should have, like, the orb should have started having spikes, like it's like a Kirby boss. Yeah, if the orb transformed and had, like, spider legs after that, now we're talking, but it's the <laughs> same thing again. And, uh, yeah, he punches the bob orb and it explodes into shards that all just float through the ceiling. Yeah. 
And, and then uh, he's very tired because he just had to fight evil itself. Yeah, he's like all like s- smeared with blood. <laughs> I thought you... for go ahead. I thought for sure that like his like green glove would fall off and he would have a normal hand after that. I was gonna say, I wonder if he can take the glove off now or if he's cursed to have it forever. No, the fireman's like, no, this is a perk. You just have this forever, bud. <laughs> Seems like it's mostly an inconvenience. <laughs> He'll figure it out. He's still young. He- <laughs> I guess, yeah, like, I was about to say that he hasn't figured it out in the last, like, year and a half or whatever, but, right. yeah. You don't know how long it takes to get used to your one hand being that strong. He's only 20 free. He's got time. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he was wasting his life at the pub before. He is only 20 free. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, I, most of the Bob fight just looks like shit, but the shot of the Bob shards, like... Slooping through the ceiling looks really good. <laughs> yes. It's really yeah. weird that it looks that seamless. It's again just like constant reminders of like, no, no, no. We could make this look good if we want to. We're choosing this. We want it to look this way. Yeah, it, uh. <laughs> the, the really weird this is what they spent the, the budget on. But God well, bless them for it's it. Not it even about spending, it's not even about spending the budget. It's just, they, they, hey, can you make this one look good? Right. Yeah, it looks like a shot from Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> sure, I believe you. <laughs> I don't know, something about it. It's got like Death Stranding energy to me. That one shot. It does kind of have some Death Stranding energy. I will give you that. Now you're talking floating upward, which you get a lot of in both those games. Yeah, now you're speaking my language. Uh huh. I was thinking about Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah, that game's stupid. Yeah, it is. Ashley, were you gonna say something? No. Yeah, I. I. I also, for some reason, saw some, like, Death Stranding stuff. I'm like, that's a dumb game. Yeah. <laughs> the walking's really good, though. I like the walking. It's great. Uh-huh. Uh, Cooper puts the ring on his doppelganger's finger, and the doppelganger fades away. And, uh, you know, problem solved. They did it, everybody. Bob's dead. I, yeah. Doppelganger's dead. Everyone wins. I thought that they would have that Cooper had to put it on while they were before or after they were, yeah, uh, tearing it up. But no, he can just put it on afterwards. He can just slip it right yeah. on there. <laughs> well, I think part of the reason he doesn't come back is because the Bob Orb got blown up. Yeah, yeah. I love definitely the, helps. The Mitchum brothers watching all this from the doorway, and Rodney just leans over and goes, "One for the grandkids, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like, "Well, that was the fucked brothers up." Brothers are here. There's a really good behind the scenes bit with David Lynch talking to Jim Belushi on this set. He's like, "So, at this moment, you're you're just baffled. You have no idea what's going on." And Jim Belushi's like, "Yeah, I don't think that'll be hard." <laughs> <laughs> I think I can do that for you, boss. I got that one down. <laughs> I love Jim Belushi. <laughs> Not enough to watch his show, which I'm sure is bad and right, I hate. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, Cooper runs over to Sheriff Truman and says, Do you have my old room key? Room 315. Major Briggs told me Sheriff Truman would have it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Frank Truman, not Harry Truman. Well, you're the Truman who's here. <laughs> yeah, you are the Sheriff Truman currently present, yeah. so. Yeah. And, uh, then he sees, like, Nido over in the corner with James, and he kind of, like, fixates on her. It's like, oh, hey. I guess he's supposed to know who this is, right? Not just that it's the lady that helped me when I was flying through space. I think so. I think he yeah. already knows that it's that it's who it is. 
But he takes a look at her and is kind of just like struck, sort of shocked. And as he's looking at her, a big Cooper face gets superimposed over the entire uh, shot. And it yeah, will it's stay like there for a while. Him, yeah, it's like that shot of him looking at her just never goes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just kind of looking like sort of neutral, maybe slightly like disturbed by something. And it's not like a still image, but he's not really moving. No, it's it's kind of like the same as the almost the same effect as like the Laura photo being on the opening. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically the same thing, except that is a still image. It almost—I I don't think this is yeah. what they're trying to imply, but like just visually, it kind of looks like if Cooper was watching this on a screen and his reflection yes. was in the screen too. That's what it would look like. Well, I mean, when this happens, I'm like, oh, okay, so none of this is real, huh? Yeah, okay, clearly. Yeah. Clearly this yeah. uh, stupid, idiotic, happy ending is not all it's cracked up to be. Uh, and I'm here with all my best friends. Yeah, because everyone's here. We got uh, James, Bobby, we got Gordon Coles here. Uh, Sheriff Truman, well, it's the wrong Sheriff Truman, fuck. Uh, well, we got Hawk here. We got two cool it, crime it, brothers. It was, it's the wrong crime brothers shit, God damn it. Um, it. It would be great if he's like, yeah, Harry's just on the phone here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what it, it's extremely funny that you're to I just imagine like you're like oh yeah this dumbass ending if what if we were like we'll both like it well then I wouldn't have said it that way <laughs> <laughs> listen I like it it's just dumb it's dumb as yeah. shit no no yeah this yeah. is like def- this is the, the seat especially the Diane stuff where I'm like it's good like okay yeah th- this is definitely the other shoe is waiting to drop yeah like if if Twin Peaks the return ended with a silly British college kid fought Bob to death with a magic gardening glove and won. I'd be like, okay, so you don't need to watch season three then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but luckily, that's not how it ends. We're still in it. Um, but Cooper is like, just, he's he's jazzed to see everybody. He's saying, Bobby, you know, your dad saw all of this coming. You know, we made a plan together. And then he starts talking to everybody. Now, there are some things... That are going to change. But I sure hope I get to see all of you again. But the past does dictate the future. So we'll have to see what happens. It'll be another 25 years. Yeah. (laughs) The showgirls come in with a bunch of snacks for everybody. This is... I fucking lost it. What a a brilliant... (laughs) Of course they're here. Of course they brought the food in with them. (laughs) Candy just... Stupid. It's a good thing we made so many sandwiches. So dumb. It's so fucking dumb. And Cooper's just like, all right, cool. Well, uh, Frank, give my regards to Harry. And then Nido kind of like breaks free. James is kind of trying to hold her back, but she, you know, forces her way over to Cooper. And uh, they sort of press their hands together. And Cooper just stares at her. And her face gets like a black smoke cloud over it, and just the slightest whisper of Laura Dern's face. And uh, then, like, her face turns into the red room, and then the, like, background also turns into the red room. It's a cool-looking shot, because then on top of that, you still have Cooper's face superimposed over everything. Uh, And then, like, her face grosses, like, hatches like a gross egg. Yeah, we've seen that gross egg before, right? Uh, I don't know if we've seen this exact gross egg before, but we've definitely seen stuff that looks like it. it yeah. Yeah, it, it, I think last time it came up, it looks like the evolution of the arm's new head, with except it's disgusting. Yeah, more. yeah. I think last time it was also like, 
like dripping ooze out of it or something. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, we see Naito starts to turn into Diane, but with red hair. Cool. Cool. She was actually Diane all along. I really like the shot of Cooper smiling, like staring into the barrel of the camera because it's Diane's POV. And it's just him grinning at her, but his like more morose face is still superimposed over it. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah um, it's good. Worth, worth saying. Nido, played by an Asian I, actress. Hey, David. Hey, David. Yeah, what's your fucking deal, dude? David. I, I was about to make a joke of, you know, the, 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 the race transformation stuff I usually try to avoid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just, like... I, it's, you, it's, a, it's weird. You it's could, weird. It's weird. It's weird when you did yellow face in the old show, man. You just... You can't... That's radioactive at this point, this buddy. Is, <laughs> You can't, you can't say, well, technically. Right. You can't have a situation where you say, technically, it's not yellow face. Uh-huh. We just cast an Asian actress to play someone who was actually Laura Dart. It's not yellow face at all. It's just an Asian woman whose face was sort of a mask over a white woman's. Yeah. It's David, dude. Come it's, on. <laughs> you, you just gotta think this through more, buddy. You just David gotta. Lynch has learned no lessons and will learn no lessons. <laughs> exactly. He's got nothing up there. Uh huh. Anyway, time got for Cooper. Everything up there and nothing. Uh-huh. And nothing. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for uh, Cooper and uh, Diane to kiss. I guess. Yeah. Uh huh. The romantic yeah. reunion of these two. It's a happy ending, Molly. So obviously, yeah, sure. finally, Diane and Cooper are gonna kiss like we always wanted them to, right? You just tearfully left your wife. Uh, yeah, I know, I know she's not your that. real wife, but... <laughs> that sounds like Dougie Jones to me. This is Agent Gale Cooper. Yeah, and also, what happened to... Where's Annie? <laughs> what the fuck's up with Annie? Do you want me How's to tell Annie? you what the fuck's up with Annie? Is she in the next episode? Do you want me to tell you if she's in the next episode? No. Okay. <laughs> you can't... We have to watch the show. That's true, that's true. I'm at the finish line, Luke. That's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they just start passionately making out while everyone just, like... They don't like, even cool. seem that jazzed about it. They're just like, okay, yeah. this is yeah. happening. <laughs> uh, and then Cooper, like, turns and looks at the clock, and it's frozen at 2.53. Which, if you add up... It's the number of completion. It's the number of completion. It's simply the number of completion. We've completed. Uh-huh. That's the series. Bye, yep. everyone. And at this point, <clears throat> the superimposed face of Dale Cooper finally speaks in a slowed-down voice and just says, We live inside a dream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, Cooper should have just looked at the camera and he's like, And thank you, everyone, who helped us. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then everyone should start singing uh, all, all Acquaintance Should Be, should be Forgot. <laughs> this was made possible by viewers like viewers you. Viewers like you. <laughs> David Lynch appears on screen and says, "He got me 18. <laughs> <laughs> the, la- the, la- the last episode, just me reading off the Kickstarter backers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we forced then, Showtime at gunpoint to air it. <laughs> yeah. Cooper tells everyone that he hopes he'll see them all again, and then we get that trademark ominous whooshing as the scene of the sheriff's station fades out while Cooper and... Uh, Cole like yell for each other 
but all we're left with is the image of Cooper's, like, close-up face. Yeah. Which, uh, good shit. This part's good. This part's good. Yeah, all of all the things I've said, I I think there are some really great filmmaking techniques all throughout this season. Yeah, and yeah, the the Cooper face superimposed over this entire scene rules. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like from the darkness, Cole Cooper and Diane emerge just walking, but the uh, superimposed Cooper face still not going away. Like they no. walk across the screen, and it's still just there. Uh, yep. And, like, we find that, like, somehow through the void, they have transported to the basement of the Great Northern, and Cooper uses the room key to open up a locked door down here, and it doesn't go to the boiler room, but it does go to the true source of the ringing all along. It was Al Strobel. He's just being a little stinker. He's being a little stinker. <laughs> That's my guy. Like fucking Nosferatu and SpongeBob. He's just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, Cooper unlocks the door and turns back to Diane and Cole and says, like, all right, I've got to go through this door alone. I'll see you both at the curtain call. Seriously, I know I just got back, but it's boys night. Me and Mike have a thing, okay? So yeah. fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> I have other Listen, friends, you know, too. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we really bonded over the last 25 years. Yeah. And listen, he he's going through a breakup right now. I just really need to be with him. Yeah. I do just really love, like, Diane hugs him, and then Cole and Dale handshake, and Cole just is like, be thinking of you, Coop. And it's just, I don't know, it's nice. I like them. I like that he's his dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cooper's got two dads now, though. That's true. <laughs> that's that's what uh, uh, Cole really meant when he said, oh, I'm Dougie's boss. And he's like, oh, you're a dad. Oh. Uh-huh. Huh. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Cooper walks through the door, says, see at the curtain call, and closes it behind him. And Mike emerges from the darkness in here and says the Firewalk With Me poem. He says the fucking poem. They finally they let gave him, talk him forward forwards lines. once. God yeah. bless. Thank you. This is what I needed. Yeah. They actually let him also re-record it rather than just have him, like, mouth along to his original God. recording. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's also very much like, you know, when he does the poem in the old show, he's being a weird little creep. He's just jazzed about this. He's so excited. Oh, yeah, he's. I'm finally able to speak. You know, it's like, through the darkness of future past. He's like, through the darkness of future past. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he leads Cooper. They, t- like, walk the same way that uh, Mr. C walked with that woodsman through the woods slash through a creepy hallway. Uh, to the Dutchman's, so that Cooper can meet with Philip Jeffries. Owns. Yeah. Love it. Um, I think we also get, like, some jumping man shots in here. <laughs> he's still jumping. Yeah, when they when they get up the stairs, he's still jumping. He's still jumping. He's doing his thing. Yep, yep. Uh, but, yeah, Cooper gets to talk to Philip Jeffries, who is even, like, this conversation makes even less sense than the first one. Like, it, yeah. it seems like he's responding to things that aren't being said. Yeah, you you kind of maybe get the sense that Philip Jeffries is not uh, all there. Maybe so not all there, but also, Cooper is here to ask him for a date to go to, and maybe Philip Jeffries is simply unstuck in time. Which he kind of yeah, already was in Firewalk with me. Yeah, but now he's stuck inside this giant teapot that keeps him moored here. Yeah, but it's slippery in here. 
It is slippery. Uh, maybe he's slippery. Maybe yeah. it's not the inside of the teapot. Maybe he's just a slippery guy. <laughs> it, it's too, it's too bad they couldn't get David Bowie just to have like five minutes of him trying to like walk over to Cooper and him just like doing Pratt falls. Yeah. Cause he's so slippery. Right. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, Philip Jeffries asks him for a date and he needs to be specific. And Cooper tells him February 23rd, 1989. Huh. What's Cooper up to here, I wonder? Nothing good. Hmm. Make some dumb decisions. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Perhaps he's trying to do something that mortals ought not. Uh, You don't get to change the past, Coop. Yeah. The the past dictates the future. You just said this, my man. Well, sure. So if you want a better future, all you gotta do is change the past. That's that's (laughs) easy. That's what I would do. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he, Jeffries tells him to do seek out Gordon Cole afterwards, because he'll remember the unofficial version. Uh, which I guess is the original timeline before he goes time-hopping, or who knows? <laughs> I, I don't, I, I assume it's the dumb version also Hard that we to, just watched. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, that was the unofficial version we just watched. Could be, no idea. Yeah. Uh, and then he tells, he says to Cooper, this is where you'll find Judy. And then there's a pause and he says, there is someone. And then another pause. Did you ask me this? Um, I have seen one dumb theory. It's not, eh, it's sort of dumb because it, it goes too far with it. But I think there's a nugget in there. I have seen people be like, oh, actually, if you like transcribe the Mr. C Jeffrey scene and the Cooper Jeffrey scene, and flip Jeffrey's answers, the conversations make more sense. No, they don't. That's not true. But, <laughs> in this scene, some of his answers do seem to be talking to Mr. C, because Cooper's not asking about Judy. Like, whereas Mr. C comes saying, where's Judy? And now, finally, Jeffrey's saying, oh, this is where you'll find Judy. I also, you know, he's slippery, and also, right. Mr. C and Cooper look exactly the same. You know, yeah, other also, than- yeah, they look exactly the same. Maybe they are exactly the same. We'll have to, you know, who knows that he's his doppelganger. Discussions will be had. Discussions will be yeah. had. <laughs> Dis- discussions could be had with some limitations right now that we're better off just waiting a week so we don't have to have them. Right. Uh, and then Jeffries, uh, from his little steam vent on the side of his tea kettle, just vents out an eight with a little ball in it that starts rolling That's around. That's not true. Oh, no, right, he, he vents out the owl cave symbol first. That yeah, turns into Yeah, he spits out the little owl. <laughs> yes, he, he makes the owl cave symbol from the ring and everything, which morphs into an eight. With uh, an orb in it. With an orb in it that kind of moves around a bit. And then he's like, hang on, I gotta flip this. Yeah, hold on. Right. Hold on, I almost have it, I almost have yeah. it. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> you can go in now. Yeah. Which is, of okay. course, the opposite of the beginning when he kept getting told you can go out now. So true. So true. And then uh, Mike says electricity in the weird way people say electricity on this show. (laughs) Y'all heard about this shit? (laughs) That's crazy. And the camera goes nuts. Everything starts flickering and flackering. (laughs) Flackering, huh? Yeah, flackering. You heard me. (laughs) And Cooper turns into, I think this is the shot of him that was superimposed, right? Or am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. No, it doesn't get there. It looks like it might zoom in to become that, but it, it fades to black before... It, like, it is probably, like, 
a similar... Like, they shot it in the same place, but... Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, but when we come back up, we see the fan blades whirring. And then we see a black and white shot of the Palmer residence. And then we realize we're watching black and white footage of Fire Walk With Me, a David Lynch film. I, I love that film. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I do. Uh-huh. Great film. Yeah, and it's footage of Laura getting on James's bike while her dad watches. So this is the night Laura died, which is the date yep. Cooper gave Jeffries. Yep. Yeah. yeah I this appreciate was... that they clearly had, like, like, some extra footage that's not in the movie at all. They can, like... These are the same scenes, but, like, they have a little bit different editing to them. So it's not just, hey, we're playing a clip from Fire Walk With Me now. It felt longer than it was, but I don't know what is different. I, like, I think, for instance, that shot of them just driving down the road isn't in Fire Walk With Me. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Cooper flickers in behind a rock as James and Laura get off the bike to have that conversation they have in that movie. This Cooper, is what are you the- doing here? This is the most Back to the Future. <laughs> this is just Back to the Future 2. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. Cooper, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Yeah, I was going to say Back to the Future 2, which is a bad movie that I don't like, so... It's an okay movie that I like all right. <laughs> it's a bad movie that I like the ending of. Great ending. Well, yes, it has the best ending <laughs> of a lot of things. Yes, yes. that's true. However, <laughs> the rest of the movie's still pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so James and Laura have their conversation, like I said, it's edited a little differently. Laura has that moment where she screams at something out in the woods that just kind of seems, who knows what she's screaming at in the original movie, but now, it's because she caught a glimpse of Cooper hiding behind that rock. (laughs) Dumb, 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 dumb. (laughs) Dumb. I guess, guess, yeah, yeah, sure, David, whatever, man. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, the scene just kind of plays out as it does in the movie until, you know, they get to the red light on the bike and Laura falls off and screams at James and then runs off into the woods and James drives off like a dipshit. Yep. And, uh, but instead of running and finding Leo and Jacques waiting for her in the woods, she runs into a man she once saw in her dreams. Yeah, I, I, there's... It's funny, the the shot of Leo, just because I can't remember Leo, and also because they're just like, now where is she? Where the fuck is Laura? <laughs> right, obviously, like, they can't have them just be like, where the fuck is she? But they just, like, linger on, like, the intro to the shot of, like, when she finds them in a way that just makes it look like they're waiting around for nothing. It's really funny. It's, I, I was like, the scene's going on a little longer than I remember it going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because they're doing something different, Molly, you say. Right, right. And, yeah, like, Laura remembers Cooper from her dream of the Red Room because he, you know, he's 25 years older like he is in that dream. He looks exactly like he did in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just says that he's here to take her home. And like we get like, it's not what you, you should not say that to Laura Palmer. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yet another point in which I don't know if Cooper really gets this. I don't think, yeah. Clearly, hard in the right place, but yes, perhaps even twenty five years later, still not equipped to save Laura Palmer. This is not. Um, here's the problem. It's not twenty five years later. It's I just left my house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper's been like, man, I've been trying to think of what to tell her for all these years. I haven't come up with anything good. Mike, do you have anything? Uh-huh. 
And he's like, no. He's like, Have you no. tried Fire Walk with me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. Uh, he's like, but have you tried it? And he's like, Bleh. guess I haven't. I appreciate the, for that for this scene. They have, you know, modern day Cheryl Lee in just a wig and they just film <laughs> her from far away in the dark. So you can't tell that she's older. Yeah, I was going to say this whole first part is in black and white so they could do this easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like as the, they as he takes the, her hand, it goes to color. Yeah. yeah. There's a part uh, like early on of when Cooper is like looking at them from afar. Yeah. Where the way the wig is styled almost looks like a bouffant. Uh-huh. Uh and yeah, oh yeah, as he takes her hand, it cuts to like the shot from the first episode of her body washed up on the shore and it flitters out of existence so there's nothing there and then it cuts back to them and the scenes in color now. Yeah. And yeah, he's here to take her home and like the music swells and Gosh, golly, we've solved everything. We 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 defeated Mr. C. We we finally finished off Bob once and for all, and now we're even gonna save Laura Palmer through time travel magic. A thing that happens in Twin Peaks. Thing things you should not try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, know, let's it's, watch it's working out great so far, Molly. <laughs> when we watch the first episode of Twin Peaks again here, yeah, where they have the fucking pilot footage where Pete is walking outside and he does not turn around and see Laura's body because it's not there, and he's like, well, beautiful day to go fishing. Yeah, he just yeah. keeps walking, and then we get, like, a shot of a guy dressed like Pete from the back of just fishing on the dock. This is, uh, the uh, the hand in Homestuck to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dale Cooper used his retcon powers to blow in the cartridge and save everybody <laughs> from Caliborn. Right, naturally. Um, I, it's very some, funny that they... Some people some people listening to this just got angry at you saying that, Luke. Yeah. For, like, very different reasons. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's very funny to me that they kept in the footage of Josie. Yeah! For whatever reason. Not sure why that happened, because we're going to go to something different now. The only thing, like, the only reference to Josie at all in this entire season. Yeah, what the, what the fuck? Why, why, why bother, bother, man? <laughs> yeah. Did, did uh, maybe Joan Chen got a paycheck for it? Hey, or something? fingers crossed. I hope Probably. so. Probably, you have to assume yeah. so, because she's in the credits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I read, like, a bit of an interview where she was talking about Twin Peaks. Yeah. And she was like... Yeah, after that, and, like, after the, like, stuff I got from that show, I just kind of quit acting in America for a while. Yeah. Makes sense. I wouldn't either. Understandable. She's like, everyone wanted me to just be, like, the exotic Asian lady. Yeah. She's cool in season one, and then they give her nothing to fucking do. Other than die. Yeah, and become And become a cupboard. Right, and get get madeified by fucking Catherine. The drawer pull part was funnier. Sure, yeah. Way funnier. I mean, I agree. I'm just saying. She doesn't, you know. Season know, two perhaps is not too right her. by Josie Packard. No. Just maybe. No, God, no. Um, but yeah, everything is happy. Everything's fine. We cut over to what looks like the present day Palmer house. Um, which things are probably good and normal here, right? Because Dale Cooper used time travel to save Laura's life. Um... It seems not. Oh, it seems oh, like so things have gone worse. Wait, what? Oh, Sarah, Wait, what Sarah why are you freaking out? 
Sarah, what's up? Yeah, Sarah, Sarah, why are you beating in Laura's face with a, with a bottle? Sarah grabs uh, Laura Palmer's prom photo off her end table and just starts, yeah, smashing it with a bottle over and over. And, like, the footage keeps, like, jittering and looping, much like everything Sarah seems to do. And she's yeah, just screaming bad. and f- trying and failing to destroy this photo. Cooper, I think maybe this was a bad idea. I can't see how this could possibly go wrong, Molly. Uh, I don't know. Here, hang on. Let's finish walking through the forest yeah, first. Yeah, so he's and leading then... her through the woods by the hand. Um, you know, he's got a good grip on her. He keeps looking back at her to make sure everything's cool. You're not supposed to do that. That's your first mistake. Yeah. You can't look back. Or, That's the rules. I feel like you either need to not look back, you know, uh, or don't take your fucking eye off her for one goddamn second. You can't look back. That's the rules. That's the ru- he's he is k- taking her from hell right now. You know what? you're you right. Don't he is get to look back. Leading her out of the underworld. <laughs> yeah, he fucking lauded this shit. He's yeah. a fool. Uh huh. You have one job. Yep. Uh, the camera kind of pans over so that she's out of frame. You hear the sound the giant warned him to listen for, and then the camera pulls back out and she's gone and he's just grasping empty air. Oh jeez. Ah, beans. Uh, I lost her. You can't fuck. believe it. I couldn't save Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer's still lost out in those woods, Cooper. What did you do? What are the consequences of you meddling with time, you fool? <sighs> well, listen. Still, though, I think everything probably is going to work out okay and normal. And this will probably pan out just fine. Um... We get our uh, Roadhouse, Julie Cruz, our favorite. Like, finally, the, the, the Twin Peaks theme lady herself. Oh, she's playing the song she played the night Maddie died. Uh-oh. 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 Whoops. Uh-oh. Whoops. Whoops. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's, that, that's concerning, maybe. Was Laura wearing a uh, red wig, by chance? She was, was not she? wearing a red wig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diane was, though. <laughs> that's Fuck, so you're true. Right. <laughs> 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 that's so true. Oh, no. They didn't kill Diane there, though, so... Yeah. Uh, Well, the credits roll over, uh, yeah, As the World Turns by Julie Cruz, and that's the end of the episode. That's the end of that episode. It's all going great. Mm, Yeah, this is going to be fine. I'm sure the last episode is all just going to be, like, a montage of happy endings now that Cooper's fixed everything permanently forever. That's pretty. Yeah, that's what I would do if I was in charge of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 definitely how I would end it. Um, <laughs> Julie Cruz was not a fan of how <laughs> she was used in this episode. Oh, really? She after this episode aired, she got on Facebook and like clearly seemed a little drunk and was just yelling okay. about like I didn't even want to fucking do this. He had to beg me, and then he barely put me in it at all. Why did I show up to sing this song if you were only going to show, like, half of it and also play just the recorded version over me anyway, David? God damn it. Oh, she's the one who was big mad about it? She was big mad about it. Like, I've heard other people be kind of like, yeah, that was weird. She was big mad about it. That's kind of funny. Yeah. You're, you're the Twin Peaks lady. I don't know. I think she was also mad that, like, the song gets cut off as opposed to, say, the Rebecca Del Rio song or the Nine Inch Nails song where you get the whole song. And it's not even, like, over credits. That's true. The, well, the Rebecca Del Rio one uh, should should have gone. The Nine Inch Nails one should have been cut. And Julie Cruz should have been extended. Thank you. Yeah. you. Yeah. Is the Molly cut. I, I <laughs> think it is fair to say. Yeah. Give Julie Cruz her due. Give her the whole song. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I don't, yeah, that is that kind goes. of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. 
She re- She's the person that performs the theme song. Come on. Anyway, that's it. That's Twin Peaks episode 17. Only one of these fuckers left. Yep. I gotta ask, how do you think it's ending? Dude, I don't fucking know. Coop just screwed everything up, so... <laughs> He's never had one good idea in his life. Hmm. Yeah, I I posted something on Twitter of, like, where I think this is going to go, but this is also kind of, like, messed it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> where I thought, like, it it is going to find out that, like, the the season as a whole is a tulpa. Oh, sure. The season itself is, like, a, a false thing. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that does kind of seem where they're going with the who is the dreamer shit. We do live inside a dream. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't want that to be the case, but if it was, I guess I wouldn't be too mad. Yeah, yeah. It's a real curveball to introduce time travel in the uh, penultimate episode. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm still not clear about what the uh, consequences of that are, obviously, because they don't get into it. But, you know, they don't seem good. It's not good. No. We have any questions, Ashley? We do. We got two questions. Uh, from at Ibuiz Norris. Uh, who is the magician? Is it Cooper or Kitty Pride? <laughs> <laughs> Out of the two, I would have to go with Kitty Pride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she does magic. Well, I mean, yeah, listen, mutant powers are magic. Basically, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, question answered. Uh, from a very fine cat, if you could miraculously learn how to use a new technology by shooting someone's evil doppelganger, what technology would you pick? <laughs> Which I like that uh, version of events. Right. Shooting Cooper's doppelganger is kind of like getting like one of those memory cards from the Matrix. Yeah. Oh, or like yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she, Lucy leveled up and thus. Yes. She got, yeah, enough, she got XP enough XP from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Hmm, what's a technology hmm, what would, I would like to know how to use? What if I shot a guy and then knew how to play piano? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to know how to play piano, but I think my hands are also just too small for it. Mm-hmm. I got, I once got told that I had piano hands. Yeah. Uh, and then so I started to learn how to play piano or like was trying to. Uh, especially because we were like had some like musical theory stuff in right. uh, my musical theater class. Yeah, and then a person, a girl who was mean to me, and was sitting next to me for this. Uh, I mentioned that I was trying to learn piano, and she's like, "Well, you're too old." What? So what? Okay. So you really should just not try. Oh my god! And then I was like, "Okay," and then I stopped trying. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well. Anyway, that's it for questions. <laughs> Great! <laughs> Luke, is there any technology you would want to learn by shooting someone? I mean, piano's a really good answer. Um, I could learn uh, how... What's up? Yeah, I, I I was going to try to think of another one, too, but then I cut you off, and then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could learn how to... Um... No, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, Luke, is there anything we need to know about the next episode? Because I'm thinking about that right now. Um, There's some blood and... Oh, yes, there's some blood and gore, and there is a... I'm going to call it a rape scene, 
It's dubious enough that you could, I guess, argue mm. that it's not. But it's dubious enough that you could argue he could. So I'm going to call it a rape scene. And Great. It, for talking about, you know, giving people who might be triggered, yeah. you know, it's heads a, up. I guess if you were, like, fucking tagging it like a, you know, AO3 fic, you'd tag it like Dubcon. Okay. But that sounds stupid when you say it that way. I mean, if it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Luke, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as Eidolon, Become Your Best Self. This Pomot still hasn't fucking evolved. <laughs> <laughs> if you were wondering. Granted, I the Switch fell asleep while I was talking at one point, so he hasn't been wandering around this whole time, but come the fuck on, man. Come the fuck uh, on, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah, Eidolon, Playtest. Play it's an actual play podcast. IGM it. It's two campaigns. Uh, Eidolon Disco, Eidolon Ska, both good. Listen to it. Uh, we also recorded a, a, the second episode of Show Me the Bat Cave the other day. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, covering Superman 1979. A movie I thought I liked more than it turns out I do. Oh, okay. Turns out that movie kind of sucks. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, Luke, can yeah. I... Give you the better uh, big comic book adaptation for around that time. Sure. Dick Tracy. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think you need to make Luke into a Dick Tracy sicko. <laughs> that seems like something he would just do. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, looking back, I should have realized. <laughs> this is a perfect intersection of our interests, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, great. Uh, Ashley, we're about to go on the internet. Uh, you can find me at your librarian with underscore on Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, and you can also find me uh, with a dash on Tumblr. Uh, you can find me at Yuri on co-host and at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give, Give Ashley, Ashley fucking, money. fucking money. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. And honestly, you find me anywhere at your friend Molly. I use it for everything these days because yeah. that's the easiest way to do these things. Um, and you can go to audioentropy.com, hit the donate button in the upper right hand corner. And you slow money, hosting money for the website. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I do other podcasts, but I skip the part where I do them, so you can find them. You know where they are. <laughs> if you got, if you are only listening to episode seventeen of our Twin Peaks podcast, that's your problem, not mine. Uh, and that's it. Ashley, get us out of here. Until next time. Key. Uh, no. No. Nope. Why, why did I almost do keep spying? <laughs> because we did it 160 times. Yeah, that's true. But we haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Uh, until next time. Uh, no, I don't want. Uh, I don't want any coffee. Thank you. I don't want any podcasts. Oh, we gotta shoot no, Ashley. No podcast for me. Thank you. No pod. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna go out there and shoot her right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>